Today's reading is from John, 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Judeans, Jesus came in and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came in and stood with them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet come to believe. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks, Joni. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace this morning. Today we continue our sermon series that started when our church decided to pull up a chair and listen deeply to one another last spring. Pastor Beth and I are preaching about the broad themes we heard and asking what God has to say about them. Today we talk about wounds. And it may surprise you to hear that this congregation is very wounded. You might not know it from the outside. We are so vibrant and joyful in our meeting. But that's the tricky and insidious thing about a wound. It makes itself felt, and at the same time, it makes itself hidden. When you get cut or bruised, what does your body instinctively do? You feel something is wrong and your hand rushes to cover up the wound. The wound is felt and the wound is hidden. Or if you're out with your friends and you get a headache, you go home by yourself. The pain is felt but the one in pain is separated. Wounds isolate us. They make our world smaller. They keep us apart. And this is sometimes how wounds heal, right? Like you put a Band-Aid on to keep infection out. You call in sick so that your body can rest. Sometimes space is what you need, but more often than not, 
I think that this isolation and hiddenness of wounds is another added dimension of pain. When we listened to one another last spring, we heard you talking about this. It's hard to show up in church when you're wounded. It's hard to be around people here that you only kind of know and be carrying a burden and not really know whether to share it or how to share it or with whom. And yet, there is this hunch that many of you have that somehow you are meant to bring your wounds into this space and into this community and into the presence of God. You want to break this isolating silence your wounds thrust upon you. You want to talk about your grief and your divorce and your mental illness, your addiction, your declining health, your prison record, your debt, your complicated and strained family relations, your victimization at the hands of bullies, and your fear about the earth and its future. You are wounded by these things, but because our deeply ingrained instinct is to cover up and hide our wounds, we don't always know what to do with them as a church community. This is an odd thing for me to say as a pastor, but I don't think that scripture always helps here. When Pastor Beth and I sat down and thought of possible scripture passages for this week in our series, we had plenty of options. There are so many stories in the Gospels of Jesus meeting someone who is wounded in body or soul, restoring them to fullness of health, and saying that it's faith that makes you well. And those stories are powerful and those stories are holy, but they are also so confusing because they seem to suggest that what Jesus does with our wounds is to instantaneously cure them, to make them go away, to take them off our plate. And deep down, I think that's the kind of God we want. We want a Superman God who swoops in and saves the day. We want a handy woman God who rolls up her sleeves and gets in there and just fixes stuff. But Pastor Beth and I didn't choose one of those powerful, curing stories of Jesus. Because while God can cure wounds, God prefers to heal them. And there's a difference. The way that God accomplishes that healing is very different from that Superman or handy woman God we want. And this story we read today shows that strange way that God is among us as a healer. The reading begins with Jesus' disciples huddled together. What a wounded bunch. They are bearing the trauma of watching their friend undergo violence and watching him die. And they're not only feeling the pain of that loss, the pain is isolating them. They are standing behind locked doors, closed off 
from the rest of the world. And what happens? The Superman God appears. <laughs> Jesus, freshly resurrected from the grave, literally walks through the locked door or perhaps the walls of that closed-off room. What an incredible display of power. And yet, that's not what causes the disciples to rejoice. This show of divine might doesn't lift their wounded hearts. It's only when Jesus shows them that he, too, is wounded that the disciples begin to heal. And a week later, the scene repeats. Thomas, who missed the party, encounters the wounded and risen Jesus in his midst. And it is then, and only then, that he understands what faith is and what kind of a God we get in Jesus Christ. It's seeing the woundedness of Jesus that leads to the healing of these disciples. That's counterintuitive, isn't it? On the cross, these wounds drained Jesus of his life. But in the resurrection, these wounds become the source of healing and faith and life for others. This is the strange logic of resurrection. It was at work in Jesus, and it's in work, at work in us too. Though our wounds that we bear seek to isolate us from each other, God's strong resurrection love makes it so that our wounds actually connect us to one another and bring life and healing and faith to ourselves and others in the process. Resurrection logic means that our pain is not off-limits for God's activity. It means that God uses our wounds for the good of the world. So I'm walking a very, very tricky theological tightrope right now, so I'm going to spell this out as clearly as I can. God does not cause you to be wounded. Things do not always happen for a reason. Things are just awful and unexplainable sometimes. This world dishes out wounds, and we understandably want to lock ourselves in away from the world. That's just how it is. But what God does is walk straight through the locked door of your woundedness and dwell with you right there in the midst of the awful and unexplainable, not as a superman, but as a God who in Jesus Christ knows firsthand what it is to be wounded. And that means you are never truly isolated or alone in your pain. God is always with you, sharing your pain, God knows whatever it is you are going through. Other people might only have platitudes to spit at you when your soul is heavy, but God simply says this, I've been there too, 
and it's awful. And why don't I hold your hand and cry with you for a little while? And as you cry with God, eventually at some point, you realize that while your wounds are still there and while they still hurt, you find courage mounting within you to share God's strong love which raised Jesus from the dead is now rising in you. Like Jesus in today's story, you are ready to show your wounds, to point to those places where you are hurting in front of your community, trusting that God will be at work as you do. And when you share, when you point to the places where you are hurting, you are witnessing that God's love is stronger than whatever the world throws at us. You are witnessing that whatever wounded you does not possess you or control your destiny. Showing where you hurt is an act toward wholeness, and wholeness is a gift from God. And as you tell your story, God is at work, and God uses that story to help others on their healing journey. God uses your story to reconnect them back to community and give them a word of hope in the midst of their hurt. That's what healing is, by the way. It's not the removal of your wounds. It's your wounds being put to use and being held by God's love. This is what we heard when we listened to you. Not just that you're wounded, but that you sense you're meant to unlock the doors of your grief and share. And we heard that when others share their stories in this place, that you draw strength from them. To me, that is what resurrection hope looks like. To me, you all look like the resurrected body of Jesus. And this is what scripture says we are, after all. The risen body of Jesus Christ in the world is the church. It's you and me. And so look at how Jesus appears in this story. To look how we are appearing in the world. The body of Christ is broken, yet it is speaking words of peace. Acquainted firsthand with the horrors of the world, yet undeterred in the conviction that love is stronger. The body of Christ is wounded, yet it is also resurrected. And that's how I think of each of you, and of us together, too. Wounded, yes, but being healed by walking together in the presence of God speaking God's hope to each other simply by showing up honestly as we are and daring to speak our stories with the conviction that God has been with us and in the confidence that God will use them to bring others hope. Nowhere do we do this better than the way that we pray together as a church. If you want to know what resurrection hope looks like, listen to people praying in this church. You all are honest 
about what you're living through and speak here with the expectation that God is surrounding you with love. And here's a part that you might not know. After almost every service, someone will come up to me or Pastor Beth and say this, I am so glad someone prayed about that because I am living it too. That's how God uses your wounds. That's how God heals. Not just individually, but the fullness of who we are together. So to those of you who are able to share your wounds in this place, God give you courage and strength. To those of you whose wounds are still too close to share, God draws near you and surrounds you in love. And to all of us, wounded and resurrected, God is among us as a healer, and God's love is strong. Amen.